Welcome to The Room, where we talk about the hard parts of leadership that every great leader goes through, but no one wants to talk about. I'm Jenny Dufresne, host of The Room podcast and CEO of Leaders Transform, a business growth training firm. I am a global leader, former United States Marine, international best-selling author, community, and business leader. The Room is your safe space. We'll talk about the things that are difficult for leaders, the tough stuff that leaders aren't willing to be vulnerable about, but we really need to. So come on in, close the door, join me in the room. I know leaders and I know leadership. Have you ever worked in an environment where you just weren't valued? Where your contributions weren't valued? Where your observations weren't valued? Just you just weren't valued at all. I did. And I would tell you that experience or set of experiences actually really have formed and shaped what I see in the world and even how we work with leaders uh, in our company. So being valued is often about bias, right? It's about how whoever, if you're talking about a senior leader, how that person perceives you and what kind of what filters, what biases they activate around you. So I had this experience and if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, I've talked and I've been talking about the impact of low standards. Episode eight is kind of where it started and then I talked about it more in episode nine. So take an opportunity to to catch up with those if you haven't listened to them. But I'm talking about how low standards inside of an organization can actually adversely impact the people who are there to carry out the mission, but can also create a culture of animosity and backbiting um, and undermining. So in the latter part of my service uh, as a United States Marine, we got a new, very, very senior leader. And I remember it was at a time where really the entire federal government, not the federal government, but the military, was really trying to look at ways that they could have women more integrated in each branch of the service. So there was a time, and I shared this in one of my episodes previous, there was a time when women couldn't fly fighter jets. I was actually uh, in that, during that time, I was actively um, assigning um, officers to flight school and never saw a woman's name. And so there, 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 there was a bunch of other stuff that was going on. But one of the most important things was that if women didn't get certain roles, certain opportunities, then it actually stopped them from getting further senior uh, positions and roles. So basically, if you didn't have certain kinds of experiences, you would never be able to have certain types of jobs, which meant you couldn't get promoted. You would basically, t- you know, you would hit kind of terminal your terminal grade or your terminal role, and there wouldn't be any place else for you to go. And so during this new leader, when he came on board, it became very apparent very quickly that he did not believe that women had a role to play in the Marine Corps. And now, mind you, women had been in the Marine Corps then uh, since the 1940s, so this is 
almost 50 some years of service or more actually. And, but he didn't believe that we had a role that, you know, hey, this is the world's finest fighting force and no woman, women can't be on the battle lines. They can't be on a battlefield. They can't do all these things. Women can't, can't, can't do all these things. And so that is the messaging that he gave as the most senior leader of the Marine Corps. Now, this is about communication, right? When a leader believes certain kinds of things and they communicate those things, it affects the culture. It affects how people interact with each other. It affects what people believe is possible. And I share this because leaders are always having an impact and influence on people, even when they don't realize it, which is why leaders have to be mindful of what they communicate, how they communicate it, and when they communicate it. What are the messages that are sent? In his case, the message was, you don't belong here. I don't value you. I don't find anything, I don't think, find anything redeeming to have you here. And so this, as I was sharing earlier, came at a time when it was really important for all branches of service to create more opportunities for women in roles that had been traditionally excluding uh, of women. And so every branch of the service, every branch came up with four, five roles where they said, okay, well, it'll take a little bit of time for us to do some adjustments, but we believe that women can serve in this type of role and in this type of roles. And some of these roles were moving closer and closer, not only to the front lines, but, but going into actual battle environments, maybe not on the battlefield, but in battle environments. And our response, the Marine Corps response was, there are no roles. We're, we're a world's finest fighting force. We're there are no roles for women in anything other than what they currently have, which was administrative primarily, some mechanical, um, and that was very limited, and a few other and a few other minor roles. So culture, communication, and impact. So the culture that was being created said that any any person who was a woman was not valued in this organization. And I sound like I'm complaining, I'm not. I love the Marine Corps. And it also taught me so much about the power of leadership because there had been previous leaders who did not hold that same belief, that same value. So imagine when you're hiring in your company and you bring in new leadership and they don't believe certain things about the values, which is why it's important to have your values really clearly laid out. Or, you know, you hire leaders who... Um, think, you know, think that, hey, you know, certain people shouldn't be in certain roles or they don't look good, you know, out to the public or, you know, someone who's maybe African-American and has locks. Well, that may not look good to our buying public. So we're not going to have them in that role. Whatever. Those, this, these biases are present every day. And I'm sure they're present in <laughs> wherever you're coming from and listening from. They're present there too. So in this case, communication. So this particular leader, senior, senior leader, communicated all the time about how women were not important or necessary. And, you know, so for all of the women who were busy carrying out mission-critical roles and, and mission-critical tasks, it was demoralizing to have your most senior leader say, hey, like, we don't value you. You're not... You're, you're not really valuable. You're only here because I'm forced to have you here. That was essentially his message. And he communicated that in lots of different ways, uh, in lots of different places. 
or even just his own, what he focused on. So as I was sharing, bunches of branches, a number of branches of service created you know, new roles, said these could be open to women. But the Marine Corps, no, we don't have anything. We were ultimately forced, and I say we, um, I worked down the hallway from this leader. We were ultimately forced to open roles. The Pentagon had to get involved and we were forced to open up roles to women. And so the one role that we opened uh, was, a, was a role that still had constraints around it, but it, at least one role was open. So that gave women the opportunity to pursue these roles, which would also open the opportunities for them to have new uh, leadership opportunities, new opportunities to prove um, for themselves first and foremost, but also to demonstrate their leadership in different kinds of environments. So that's a huge, it was a huge step forward. But going back to his communication and the culture that was created, I remember this day that we were, there was about maybe about a hundred Marines. There was some fancy pants event happening and they'd ask, a, they, well, they didn't ask us anything. We were directed, we were ordered, a bunch of us, to go to this particular place and um, be present for the dignitaries that were coming in. And so there we all were. And this very senior leader, he was there as well. And I remember I was standing, I was probably standing about eight, maybe six to eight feet away from him. And mind you, I am a senior leader. I have had multiple accelerated promotions. I am super technically um, proficient. I'm pretty shit hot, if I might say. And there I am, crisp, put together, dynamite, and I'm a sen- I am a senior leader by rank. And it's visible. <laughs> if you know about the military, we wear our rank on our sleeves or our collars so people know exactly how to orient to us. It's not a mystery. And so there I am, standing in this, you know, all these beautiful, you know, people standing and this senior leader is there and I'm literally, I'm probably six to eight feet from him. And I remember him looking at me and he walked over and he's like, Marine, he's all, he was real gruff. And he punched me really hard in my shoulder. He's like, what are you doing in my Marine Corps? And I was like, oh, sir, you know, I am so-and-so and this is the, you know, I have this XYZ job. <laughs> He just kind of grunted and he walked off. I was like, okay. So that was my experience with this leader um, who clearly was conveying that I had no value, but I knew my worth, but he was conveying to me that I had no value. And within about 60 seconds of that exchange happening, I turned around and looked at a very junior Marine. And I said to that very junior Marine, Marine, you need to go do X, Y, and Z. And he looked at me. He's very junior. He looked at me and he said, I don't have to listen to what what you're telling me to do. Everything in me froze. And in that instant, I recognized the impact of a leader's presence, a leader's communication, and the kind of culture that a leader creates. 
when they have certain beliefs and certain biases, when they set a lower standard for one group of people over another. And I looked at this young Marine, and I think I might have sent him to his knees, or he had to do push-ups, because he not only violated my authority, or challenged my authority, but he also was disrespectful to me because I was a woman. Like, he looked past the fact that I was a Marine, that my rank outranked him by a long shot, that I was senior to him on every single lever that you could be senior to someone. But he looked and saw my gender because his superior leader had just said that who I was was not valuable. And that young person understood that he too did not need to value who I was and what I was about. So I'll say to you that after I got done with him that day in front of everyone, he understood that I was a leader and that I had impact and I could impact him. So I want each of you to reflect on where in your companies, where in your business that you are creating, you are creating a, an experience for people in which they don't feel valued, in which they understand that their contributions will be minimized based on your communication or based on your affect or based on your interactions with them. That experience in front of so many people taught me a volume of lessons about how powerful leadership is and how our communication, our words, our actions permeate organizations in a way we don't even realize, but that they are the difference maker between organizations that are thriving and people that are happy and productive and, and feeling that everything that they have, all their gifts can come and be utilized to advance the mission or how it doesn't and where they end up creating low productivity, challenges for leaders to try to get people to do what they need to do. So if this has had any resonance or impact, please drop me a note. I'd, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts and your feedback and your comments. And I realize this is a lot about the Marine Corps, like I've said. It's just that it happens to be one of many places that I've led and one of many places that have really informed how I see the world and how I see leadership and, and how I recognize the importance, the absolute importance of doing our internal work and being very clear about what kind of culture we're creating through our words, our actions, our deeds, and our standards. If you love this episode, share it with a friend. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, it's Jenny. Thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode of The Room, a safe place where leaders come together to talk about the things that we don't often share out loud. If you enjoyed your time in The Room, please like or subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. And if you want to learn more about our important work with leaders, head over to the website, leaderstransform.com, and continue to be connected to our community. Thank you again for listening, and make sure you invite someone 
the next week episode of The Room.